If you've been feeling that there's more to life than just the daily grind or an endless striving for material success, if you know that there is a deeper calling inside of you that you haven't fully stepped into yet, now is the time to step forward on your path. No matter what is happening in life, there is a sacred place within you, a place where you can access the abilities of your soul to heal and transform the energies within and around you. This is the gift of Reiki, and if you resonate with what I'm saying, then it's calling you. Reiki is a gentle but powerful path of healing and transformation. It shows you how to unlock the doors to your inner world and find that sanctuary within that has unlimited access to healing energy for your physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies. On June 6th and 7th, we'll show you how to access this tangible healing energy so you can heal yourself and share it with others. Whether you want to balance your chakras and clear your aura of unwanted energies, help your children or family when they're struggling emotionally or physically, balance your emotional and mental states for better well-being, or clear old patterns and past life trauma from your energy. Our in-person Reiki 1 and 2 certification class is a two-day class that will help you do just that. It isn't just an education, it is truly an awakening. Even for those who have never considered the path of energy work before, let this be your sign. Reiki is more than just a practice. It is a journey of heart, reconnecting you with the depths of your own soul and its potential. It's about connecting with yourself in the most profound, meaningful ways possible. So if you're feeling the call, if your heart stirs a little at the thought of embarking on this journey, join us on June 6th and 7th for our Reiki 1 and 2 certification class. Embrace the opportunity to transform, to heal, and connect with the essence of your true self. Spaces are limited so everyone can get personal guidance and support so you can save your spot today and let's embark on this beautiful journey together. Visit our website at sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. That's sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. Your system processes intuitive information and intuitive energy differently than others. So it's important to understand what your intuitive profile is. Understanding what those needs are and strategies to help you meet those needs in a realistic sort of way is going to help you to be less stressed and be your best intuitive self. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hey there, kindred spirits. Welcome to Modern Life and Sphere Podcast. It's me, Christina Wooten, certified psychic medium at SedonaMedium.com. And I am Reiki Master Teacher Robert Wooten. Hello and welcome. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the podcast today. If my throat sounds a little bit crackly today, it's because I did my first Instagram Live, I think in forever. I think it's the only Instagram Live. Well, maybe I've done one more. Mm -hmm. But we were talking about 
setting morning intentions and why that was so important, why it will help support you with your spirit guide connection, and also just the importance and differentiation between intentions and goals. And I feel so pumped up from that. It was nice. Like it's one of those things that I always get really nervous about beforehand, especially if it's been a while since I've done one. And then it's just like, ah, oh, it's so nice to feel connected with community and to just have the opportunity to serve. So it was nice for me to be able to do that. And also I'm just grateful that my guides have taught me to just focus on service so that I could get out of that just funky anxiety that comes up when you're doing something new. Even though you're excited about it, it still happens now and then. Today, I wanted to share with you about supporting your intuition. So based on your intuitive superpower, if you have taken the intuitive superpower quiz, whether you are predominantly the visionary with clairvoyant abilities, whether you are the sound sensitive with clairaudient abilities, whether you have that epic instinct or you're an empath, each of these energetic profiles have really different needs. There are specific things that help to support that sense and support the nervous system and and how it's wired and things that really can detract from that experience. And so today I wanted to break it down based on what your intuitive profile is, what three needs are for a person that's wired in this way, and then helpful strategies so that you understand how to give yourself this type of support so that you can operate at your highest level. You're not draining your energy. You're not trying to work with someone else's strategy. You're really working with where your energy wants to go, where it feels most comfortable and confident and strong. So this is going to help improve your intuition, but it's also going to just help you feel more of yourself rather than trying to do something that works for everyone else, but isn't necessarily going to work for you because you are just wired a little bit differently. So if you haven't taken the what is your intuitive superpower quiz, I encourage you to do it. The link will be in the description where you're listening today. It's sedonamedium.com. There's also a bar across the top at the homepage. So you can take that quiz if you are unsure whether you're the visionary, the sound sensitive, whether you have epic instinct, or whether you are the empath. So you definitely want to dial into that. I'm also going to put timestamps for while you're listening today. So if you want to go just directly to what your particular intuitive profile is and those needs, you can just check that out in the description and skip ahead if you want to. Or you can, maybe you have a mixed family and you have a child who's one way or a partner who's another way, and you want to really understand on a deeper level how these needs are very different and how you can honor them and give them the space and the energy and the support that they need or help them to understand themselves, you know, then you would want to listen to the whole thing. But I did want to just invite you, if you wanted to skip ahead to your intuitive profile, just make sure you check the timestamps, which I'm going to put in the description today. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that about offering that support to other people as well, because as important as it is for us to know ourselves, which it is mm-hmm. really important for us to understand ourselves at every level that we can know ourselves, it's also important to understand the important people in your life and what their struggles are and what their strengths are, so that as you develop your community, you're able to offer support and receive support. So if mm-hmm. you know somebody, for instance, that clearly has some intuitive abilities, 
You might also have them take the what is your intuitive superpower quiz as well. And then that way you have something to talk to that person about and you begin to understand each other at a different level. We're all just wired a little bit differently. You know, it's a process of self-discovery to really learn what works for us and what doesn't work for us. More often than not, the way we discover things is by either making the error or just stumbling across a strategy or something that works. But once you know that something works, when you double down on that, when you really become very committed to, I'm not willing to compromise my energy anymore. You know, I'm tired of walking around just bleeding and drained energy everywhere. Mm -hmm. Instead, I want to be my full authentic self. I want to really experiment with living like that. You give yourself so much more energy and focus and personal development because you're not fighting yourself in these little ways. Right. You're not fighting against your natural impulses. Against your current and your flow and what works for you. And you have to be patient with other people. You may think that, you know, people operate with the same system that you do and you're trying to understand, mm-hmm. you know, their needs based on how you process things. But being open to, wait a minute, I need to really understand them and their processing. And then when we're both our best self, we can come together and create really beautifully and profoundly. And so, It creates a whole new dynamic when you have a relationship that honors the fullness of each person, whether that's your relationship with other family members or friends or your spouse or partner. Really having that commitment makes a big difference, and it does give an environment of personal growth to your relationship. Right. Before we get into each of the individual profiles, I am going to create a podcast bonus that goes with this episode so that you don't have to be driving or on a your walk and try and take notes or try and remember everything that we're saying because there's a lot for you to understand about your specific profile, what your needs are and how to, you know, embody these helpful strategies. So I'll create a bonus that goes just with this episode for each of the intuitive profiles so that you can download your particular intuitive profile and get the information that you need from that. And it will just be a simple one pager. All right, so let's go ahead and get started talking about the visionary. So people who are visionary are really progressive generally. Their nervous systems are really quick. They're seeing things far down the line. They're looking at big picture type of information. And I also think that the visionary is a little bit here and seems like they're a little bit there (laughs) in how they process things. So it's very um, ahead of their time would fit that visionary profile. It's someone, their predominant energetic language and the way they receive intuitive information is through clairvoyant channels. So through vision where they're seeing something either in your mind's eye or with your physical eyes or as an overlay over what it is that you're seeing with your physical eyes. So there's lots of different needs that come with each of these profiles. For the visionary, there's three I want to narrow down and focus on. The first one is being in a decluttered environment, something that's beautiful, and you're taking into consideration color. And clutter just creates this visual field 
of constant stimulation for the eyes that it gets overwhelming, really overwhelms your visual sense and may make it harder for you to really calm your mind and tap into that deeper, more relaxed place so that you can actually get the information that you need and feel peaceful and feel really relaxed. So your environment makes a really big difference in getting into that nice tuned in place. And because you're a visionary, color and color vibration really makes a big difference for you for what it is that you're seeing. So things that are super grounding and really intense and overstimulating may be a lot for you, may be hard for you to fully tune in in those places, like a red would be a good example, a really vibrant red. But the big key is not to clutter your environment. Being in a decluttered environment makes a big difference for you. I like to think of this as the invitation or the strategy here for you is not only to just declutter, to get rid of excess, to get rid of things, create that fresh space so that you have a lot of visual breathing room, but also think about you're here to make things beautiful. You're the visionary. You are seeing the potential of things and allowing that to guide you and support you. And so think about the potential of a space. A lot of people will get caught up in the boxes of a room or how it presents itself, but the visionary is perfectly set up to go, what else could this be? Creatively, what can I create in this room? How can I adapt this room to myself? I also think there's Archangel Jophiel who helps with beautifying spaces and helps you to create beauty in your environment. So if you need extra help and you're thinking, I... I'm just lost. I don't know what to do with this space or I don't know what to do in my room. It just feels kind of off. I'm not sure how to create the vibration and the energy that I'm looking for. You can invite and do a little bit of work with Archangel Jophiel and allow those insights to come forward for you and think about, I'm here to beautify. I'm here to elevate. What does that look like in a visual form for you? All right, number two is lighting is a big deal for visionary people. Now, especially when you are first starting to develop your clairvoyant abilities, lighting makes a big difference because you really need to defocus your eyes and zone out a little bit to achieve exactly what you're looking for, especially when you're wanting to, if you typically get information through your mind's eye and you want to be able to open your eyes and see more, you have to strengthen that third eye so that you are able to, you know, see things with your eyes open intentionally, but being connected with the other side. I want you to think about with that third eye, like you're in the movie theater at the matinee. And you know that feeling when you walk out, you've been in the dark for a few hours and you suddenly walk out and it's so bright and you just feel blind. It's blinding you. Oh my gosh, this is so uncomfortable. That's what happens as you start to strengthen your third eye and it begins to open. It gets exhausted a little bit early. It needs a little bit of time to begin to strengthen and get comfortable with full light. So you want to consider LED, super harsh lighting, fluorescent lighting is going to be harder for you. So you want to create environments that have a little bit lower lighting, especially as you're trying to develop and have a little less focus or emphasis on these artificial 
light sources. Also, if you are in a really brightly lit room, that may be hard for you when you're first starting to develop. So you might consider strengthening that third eye in a room that has a little less light to it to begin with. Now, one more strategy that I would mention with this, just as a side note, with near the visionary, your third eye and your pineal gland are getting big workouts every single day. And also it's connected with your your brain because the third eye chakra is connected with that brain element. So there's a lot of activity that's happening in those upper chakras for you. And the pineal gland, the location of the physical third eye within our body is kind of in the center of the head, and it's responsible for melatonin production. And one thing that is really beneficial, especially if you have a hard time dialing down, dialing down all that mental thought energy or that upper chakra energy and going to sleep or getting good restful sleep, is using blue light blocker glasses. This is really important if you spend a lot of time during your day in front of technology because that impacts the pineal gland and it impacts the the blue light in particular, prevents the body from fully um, disseminating melatonin in a positive way. So if you want to strengthen that third eye or just help yourself so that you're getting better quality of rest, blue light blocker glasses work well and you don't have to have a prescription for those. All right, so the last need that we're going to focus on today with the visionary is stress relief. Because like we just talked about, that third eye can get really overloaded because it's connected with your brain. And also because the visionary is the one who, you know, there's a little bit of strain that comes with being the progressive person, with being the one that is creating the new reality and supporting all the possibility. It means that you're seeing it, you're connecting with that particular energy, but it may be you're not being fully supported by that energy yet. And that creates a little bit of a strain. So it's incredibly important to consider more than others to be intentional with your stress relief. It's going to help you when you feel mentally overloaded, when you get into that mental exhaustion state, which is just a third eye killer. It really shuts all those things down. And remember, you do need that creative and progressive environment to thrive. So a couple of things that you can do to reduce your stress specifically is start with making lists and journaling. Try and get as much as you can out of your head so you're not holding a lot of energy in your head. The more that you're creating blank space up there, the more you have the capacity to receive, to get new information, and to be open for all of that. So when you're trying to go, oh, I need to do this, and need to do this, and need to do this, don't hold that in your mind. Write it out on a list and just get in the habit of working from a list. This will save you so much and mental stress and just extra energy that really isn't needed there. And you'll be able to receive more. Also doing a regular practice of journaling. That can be bullet journaling or reflective journaling. It can be spiritual journaling, gratitude journaling, whatever. You can look up lots of really cool journal prompts now that you might be excited about. You know, this isn't your grandma's journaling, okay? If you are intimidated by sitting down with a blank sheet of paper and like, oh my gosh, especially because you've got so many thoughts and so many browser tabs that are sometimes open, just the concept of like, where do I even start may be hard 
There's tons of really inspirational, very cool journal prompts that are available now. And I would encourage you to look some of those things up and just get into the mode of practicing. Even if you can just commit to a paragraph, go ahead and commit to a paragraph. Everybody can do that. It's only a few minutes. And hopefully being in the pattern and how comfortable and how easy it feels to you, it can evolve into something bigger where you're taking more and more thoughts and more and more of that heavy energy out of your mind and releasing it. These are good ways to release. And also practice intentionally letting go because a lot of visionaries, because of your great problem-solving ability and the capacity to see forward and see ahead, are the ones that feel a pressure to solve problems within their family, within their job, within their workplace. They're the people that you know, others come to and say, what do we do about this? I don't know. And so the visionary can take those problems or those challenges on and convert them into answers. But when you start to feel that pressure that you have to be the one responsible, remind yourself that it isn't your burden to solve every problem. It's not your burden to do that. So focus on the areas where you feel guided to do so and then intentionally practice letting go. And one thing that works well is the answers will come. The answers will come. I love that as an intentional letting go. All right, let's talk about the sound sensitive. So for people who are sound sensitive, it means that you are picking up all of this inspiration and information, and it's moving through your spiritual auditory channel. So you are more on the clear audience spectrum. That may mean that information comes through in thoughts, your own thoughts, your own reading voice, or you may get information that comes in and it seems like it's really fast messages are coming through. So a good example of someone with sound sensitive abilities is it might be frustrating, especially when you get interrupted because everything is like one thought bubble. So you can't exactly go back to it. It was an intuitive thought versus generating from your brain. So you might get particularly frustrated when you get interrupted. So speaking of that, let's talk about number one need for somebody with sound sensitivity is having your thoughts interrupted. You really need space, space and quiet time so that you can tune in, so that you can hear what is trying to come through. You're going to get really frustrated when somebody interrupts these thoughts, Mm -hmm. (laughs) when somebody interrupts the messages because they are coming through quickly and they're coming through as one entity or one unit that isn't originating from your own thoughts so it's difficult to trace back spirit has to give it to you again when it's coming from the spirit world and so that can be very frustrating when you lose the entire intention of a message because somebody is coming in and interrupting you this can also happen with writing as well because sound sensitives are bringing through that information in like a channeled writing form Mm -hmm. and so you're able to move that into that sphere So if you're writing an email to your audience and sharing information, maybe that's coming from the spirit world, it's coming through, you're channeling it through, or maybe you're, you know, doing journaling, it's more of an automatic writing spectrum. Those are also gifts of the sound sensitive. So you don't want to be in that position where you go, oh man, I lost it. Gosh, darn it. (laughs) You're going to be really frustrated with that person who interrupted you. So you want to set yourself up for success. You need to have quiet space. But you also need to communicate 
your boundaries with other people. Let people know when you are in this channel mode, when you are tuning in intentionally for messages or for another purpose in your life, that this is my do not disturb indicator. So you could use a door hanger that's a spiritual door hanger of some sort that just says, you know, uh, quiet, please, <laughs> please do not disturb or meditating now, whatever it is that you want to use, but get a door hanger. Etsy is a really great resource for that and communicate with those people that listen. I'm not going to sit in the living room and do this type of work. I'm going to come into the bedroom. I'm going to put this door hanger up. And that means that I need to not be disturbed during this time. So please honor and respect the importance of that. You know, using things like cues, saying, you know, when I'm looking this way at my computer, I'm turned this way and I'm busily writing, please wait until I'm not writing to try and communicate with me because I'm getting messages during this time. But most important thing is to set your boundaries, communicate, and ask for space when you need it. All right, so number two for the sound sensitive is you process things through sound. So you may make little sounds when you feel stress. You're just, uh, energy is wired this way. Or you have to use your throat chakra in some way as you're processing through things. You'll usually see it most when you're really happy or you're really stressed out. It's like when your system is needing to release or to ground some excess energy, you'll see sound becomes very significant or very, very important to you. And that can be little tickish kind of sounds. It can also be clearing your throat. It can be a desire to control the sound in your environment where you're getting overstimulated because of the sound. So sound becomes really important. So sound is an ally for you. So let's talk about helpful strategies. Sound is an ally for you. So it can help you also to move into a trance-like state very easily because it's connecting automatically with this really heightened ability that you already have and how you're already wired. So you can do things like you're great at doing things like drumming or trance type of music work where you're channeling music through you. That is a really nice energy. You also might feel drawn to whale because whale is a healer uh, in the animal totem spectrum and is connected very much with sound and sound healing. So whale sounds would be really good or just inviting whale animal totem to work with you would be a beautiful way to continue to open up to the concept of sound is my ally. And practice also saying things out loud. Remembering when you say something out loud, you get that instant feedback. Does that feel good in your body once you've said it, once you put that frequency out into the world? You'll be able to know and tell more than others how that feels instantly. So use that to help you in your discernment process. So we're talking about those that you may process a lot through sound. You can do that a little bit more intentionally to help yourself. So mantras can be really good when you're feeling stressed or using the sound of a deep sigh. <sighs> Making sure you're being audible with that. That can really help with your stress reduction, just doing that over and over again. A simple mantra or using deep sighs. And you can try something as far as mantras are concerned. It doesn't have to be fancy. Try OM. <laughs> just OM, feeling the resonance and feeling how it moves throughout your body. 
Okay, the last thing for sound sensitive is loud and annoying sounds are incredibly jarring to you. Very, very stressful. And that stress builds up in your body until it just feels like, oh my gosh, I'm going to explode. So you need to consider your soundscape when you're thinking about your overall sense of environmental stress. So don't Start the laundry if you have to do some work nearby. You know, give yourself extra space from those louder types of uh, laundry or dishwasher, things like that. Make it so that those are happening in another room while you are busily doing something else. So try and work on your timing and consider how you can buffer sounds that are annoying to you or create overall stress, especially those repetitive sounds in your environment that aren't working. How can you dampen that and use sound to your advantage? So Pandora is a great thing (laughs) or Spotify. Get a um, relaxation sound playlist and play that in the background that can help cover some sounds and also help you move into a positive, more trance-like state when you need to. All right, let's talk about Epic Instinct. So if you have Epic Instinct, you are predominantly getting your intuitive information through a clear cognizant channel. So that is spirit is impressing information directly into your solar plexus. So you're getting more of a strong gut instinct and a sense of knowing that comes in from you don't know where you're not sure what's happening but you just have this strong sense of knowing so that is claircognizant and what we call epic instinct so some big needs with people who have epic instinct is your stomach and digestive health because that solar plexus is where this information that spirit is impressing into your energetic body so you can pick it up and you know the things that spirit is inviting you to know in that moment. That is all connected, your solar plexus chakra, with your stomach and your digestion. So if you have things like leaky gut Or if you have stomach issues, say you're eating things that you know are not good for you. So you know, like, oh, I eat this. It's going to really wreck my stomach today. But it tastes so yummy. It tastes so good. That drains a lot of your energy. So you want to think about how you can support the digestive system. How you can amplify and intensify and strengthen that, especially if it's a weak point for you. So looking at, do you need to be on probiotics or there are herbs and supplements that might support how your body is processing or get rid of those sensitivities that are draining your energy that's something you can get tests for that but most people if you're paying attention you'll know at least one or two things that you could cut out right now because it's just not good for you so be really strict on that with yourself so that you can strengthen that old energy and especially if you have leaky gut which leaky gut is just leaky energy and also you can consider things like acupuncture which support the meridians that are connected with the solar plexus chakra and that will help bring extra energy to the place so if you have been working for a long time on trying to heal things with your digestive system or with your stomach, then going an extra level and looking for energetic support, whether it's a Reiki session, whether it's acupuncture to just help make sure that you have strong chi in that place in your body will make a big difference in how you feel. And you get that lightning fast reaction that you're looking for when you're trying to tune in and get information. Another need if you have epic instinct is 
you really have that need to follow your impulses and to take action. Mm -hmm. You feel very, very frustrated if you're being held back. For you, the thought of, I'm getting information and I need to act on it is one thought, (laughs) is one thing. It's not just, oh, I'm going to get information. I'm going to kind of think about it a little bit and process a little bit and consider what my next moves are. No, Epic Instinct takes that lightning energy and wants to move forward with it. You know, solar plexus is linked to action. So that's what you're wanting to do. So you're going to feel kind of frustrated if you feel held back or you get information that you feel like you can't act on or you say you have to make a collaborative decision and other people don't want to move forward but you're like i know this information that can be very challenging for you so the best thing to do in this situation and meet this need is always to focus on the action steps that you feel guided to and follow through as immediately as you are able so what steps can you take? So maybe you're feeling like, oh, I can't follow through all the way with this. Maybe you're in a collaborative situation and you have to make a decision as a board or as a group. That can be more challenging when you have this, like, I need to act, I need to respond. So what can you do? Focus on what can you do? What are the action steps? And respond to that as immediately as possible. And you'll feel that release in your energy where you clear out that information and directive from your solar plexus and you're able to open up for new information. So the last need to focus on here with Epic Instinct is if you are overanalyzing, if you start thinking about it so much and your thought process is taking so long, you're really off track. Your information, think it's lightning fast. Your responsiveness is lightning fast. You have the tools, the information that you need to go ahead and directly respond to the information that's there. So if you're hesitating, if you're sitting on it, if you're processing it, if you're overthinking it, you're getting off track of what your special gift truly is. So you want to redirect yourself when you start to notice that, when you're feeling that hesitation, when you're pausing, is to focus on your immediate instinct and your immediate next step. So what's, what is it that you know? Get out of your head. Get out of the analyzation. What is it that you know about this circumstance or this situation? What came through for you? And then what is your immediate next steps? That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. And then once you've moved forward with that, new information <laughs> will come forward and you can begin to respond to that. But your gift is in the instant knowing, instant response. So when you're playing with it mentally and you're thinking of this, and the blah, 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 you are off track and you're away from your superpower. Last but not least, we're talking about the empath. And most people that take the quiz find that they fall into the empath category predominantly. I'm, I'm raising my hand over here. You can't <laughs> Empaths are incredibly sensitive to environments and to emotional energy. So you're feeling the emotional and energetic state of people around you. And you're feeling those energies that have been left in spaces. You are encountering those in your daily life and processing them and understanding them. This is what gives you such incredible compassion and such incredible empathy and understanding. You know, why many empaths end up in helping professions like counselors or 
um, veterinary technicians or nurses because they their heart is just huge and enormous because they have truly understood the pain and the blessings and the beauty of other people and internalized it in a way <laughs> within themselves as part of your gift and ability is to sample the environment around you and begin to understand more of it and what it means for you. What a lot of people don't think about is that as your spirit guides are often communicating to you through emotions and emotional energy as well, because that's the easiest way for them to get through. But guess what? It's hard for you to tell that information separate from all the other people that you're encountering throughout the day without having, number one, some private space and private time. Absolutely essential for the empath. It's also one of the hardest needs I think that empaths will take because they're often in a mode of service, like let me help, let me give, let me share, let me be generous with other people. And so as a result, they're not always looking back at themselves going, what's what's my need? Am I prioritizing that? Also, their mode is to be very giving and very generous. So this is one that you really have to focus on prioritizing of I cannot continue to give with a strained energy unless I am fully charged myself. And when I do this, I'm a fountain of unconditional love. I'm a fountain of generosity and compassion and beauty. But I need to be nice and charged. So for you to discern your own energy and also to be able to hear impressions that you're getting from your spirit guides, feelings on certain situations, you need to be in a separate place and have some private time for yourself to download and ground out all of that other stuff that you've encountered. And I want to be clear about this. This is not a five-minute process. You know, you can't just like walk into the room and be like, okay, I'm going to take five minutes to myself. No, no, no. Empaths have a lot because they've picked up a lot. <laughs> a lot of times you have a lot to let go of and a lot to release, and that comes in stages. So you want to be thinking more about where can I carve out an hour where I can just be in my little bubble and process things and be clear about how I really feel. You're not going to get that clarity until you've moved through all those stages. And the truth is, unfortunately, it's more like an hour spectrum than a five-minute spectrum. So you have to think about that and be really intentional with your day and communicate that with others. Number two, nature time is absolutely critical. It's critical because there's so much life force energy and there's so much chi. It's going to help keep you from feeling so depleted and so exhausted from just processing all of this emotional energy and extra stuff that you've been dealing with all day long. That high chi of the nature energy helps you to feel really replenished. So it's absolutely essential that you create some time to find ways to be accountable, <laughs> to make sure that you are going outside. One thing that works is to do things that it's harder for you to get out of, like you you need to go outside to do X, Y, Z, and then you'll probably spend some more time outside. So for example, setting up a garden, you set up a beautiful flower garden or a vegetable garden or volunteer at a community garden, there's a reason for you to go outside and do a little bit of work, and you'll probably just enjoy that time outdoors, you know, doing watering time. You can set up hummingbird feeders outside and take time to watch them or just enjoy how they're flitting around 
and have that quiet, peaceful time in nature that's going to replenish your energy. You can commit to things like, all right, I'm going to have lunch and dinners outside, especially if you're in harsh environments where there's a lot of artificial lighting or you're just in uh, an environment that maybe doesn't represent where you are energetically right now. So if you're in a corporate office and you're surrounded by tons of people and it's just not where you want to be, but it's where you are currently, then take that lunch outside. Find a way to do that. There's plenty of places that you can pull over on the side of the road to to do that. Something that I found helpful as an empath myself is when I spend time in nature, I do one of two things. Either I'm moving, I'm expelling energy, I'm walking, mm-hmm. I'm listening to a inspirational podcast of some sort or some nice inspirational music to help burn off this energy that I've accumulated. Or I like to do something like sitting on a rock. You know, you get near something that doesn't require your energy of any way. So you can Mm -hmm. sit on a rock somewhere or sit on a piece of sidewalk or something that just can drain that energy or be near water. Put your feet in water and just create a visualization where you're feeling that energy being pulled away from you, pulled off of you. Lean up next to a tree. You know, find the biggest Mm -hmm. tree around that you can find out in nature and then sit down at the root of it and lean your back against it, put your head against it, get as much of your body against that tree as you can and just sort of relax and tune to the solid nature of that. And you can recharge that way. You can get back to your own energy that way because those things are not pulling from you. Mm -hmm. They're generally regenerating you. And so I found that to be very helpful. You're not having to give service to it. You're really in more of a receptive, I'm physically allowing myself to be supported mode. I think that's a great addition. Lastly, I would say another idea is to just walk to, if you live in a walkable area, walk to stores rather than driving or ride a bike, you know, do more commuting and things like that in um, walking or biking sort of way. That is another way to kind of force yourself to be a little bit more accountable and to ensure that you are getting some of that outdoor time. And you can also do things like bring plants and fountains and all kinds of natural materials into your house or into your office environment and help create a blend between the inside and the outside world. So if you aren't able to get fully outside as much as you want to, surround yourself with lots of plants. That will give extra life force and extra chi in your environment. It's going to buffer some of other people's energy around you as well because you've got this high vibrational energy and it'll just give you that indoor outdoor beautiful flow. All right, the last need we're talking about for those of you who are empaths is you are very sensory sensitive. Your body and your system is incredibly sensitive because it is this instrument that you're using to connect with the energies that are around you. And it's critically important that you feel safe in your own body and out and about in the world. So thinking about things that can be really comforting from a sensory perspective makes a big difference. It's going to reduce a lot of stress that you have. So for example, weighted blankets can be particularly helpful for rest or for, you know, you're out and about like a lap blanket, doing things like wearing soft clothes or things that aren't irritating to you and have calming colors and calming energy, that can be really nice. We want to relax your system, relax the sensory overwhelm that your body has a tendency to get. So keep in mind that 
sometimes it is a need for you to wear the really soft, luxurious types of things if it helps you to be your truly best self and not your overwhelmed version of self. Along the sensory pathway, you can use symbolic physical barriers if you need to. So say you're going to visit a heavy site like Gettysburg or you're going to tour Auschwitz or you're, you know, say you're going to the Holocaust Museum and you really want to learn and you want to grow and you want to encounter these historic places, but you also don't want to feel exhausted and crying, you know, for the next three days as a result of what you've experienced. You want it to become wisdom and knowledge and understanding without it becoming a meltdown. So a physical, symbolic physical barrier is one thing that you can use to help you with that. A red shawl is a good example. Red is a very protective color. So you can just put that like a pashmina around you. It looks great, but also you're just using that as a mental space of this is my space. This is where I feel safe in my body and I'm creating and carving out a space within the world for me. And that is (laughs) here in this pashmina. And that can help bridge the gap for you as you begin to strengthen your auric field and feel more confident moving into these spaces without having to use some of these props. A crystal necklace that has more of a protective type of energy. I've used a Lemurian quartz mm-hmm. that had um, an iron coating on it, and that worked really well for me as well. But there's lots of different environments for heavy hitters, uh, hematite, <laughs> galena, those types of things can be good for you as well. Or black tourmaline can be a very protective and grounding energy, which can help you release things that you might pick up as well. So using symbolic physical barriers can also add a little bit of extra comfort when you are moving into places where you need to have that stronger energy and you need to know and reinforce the barrier between your safe space and the spaces that you're encountering out in the world until that becomes ingrained within you that this is my space and this is everything else. The most important thing to understand is that sensitive people have sensitive systems, and we have unique needs and unique ways of processing the intuitive information that we're receiving and picking up throughout the day. And not everybody is the same. So not everybody's needs are the same. One intuitive person is really different than another intuitive person in what their needs are. But the important thing is that you understand your processing system, that you know yourself, that you understand what some of your needs are so you can begin to practice meeting those needs. And oh my gosh, what if you exceeded those needs? Like so often we talk about just meeting the needs, but what if you exceed the needs? And when you give yourself that powerful foundation, rather than fighting your own energy or betraying your energy, doing things you know don't work for you just because you feel like you should or you want to be able to help or you want to have a different processing system, but to really honor that instead, you're going to have so much more energy for the things that you're really meant for in this lifetime. The areas you're not going to be fighting as much with some of the health concerns and the stresses and the overwhelms that are caused by not giving our unique, spiritual, sensitive systems exactly what it is that they need. So that's the focus of our episode today. And I hope that the message that you're receiving now is that 
it's important to be intentional with how you process and how you meet those needs so that you can be the best version of your intuitive self as you possibly can. You know where to focus your energy. You know some of the things that might be potentially blocking you too if you're not able to meet some of these needs for yourself. So I hope that you will ground into this information. I know that it was a lot. (laughs) Thank you for those that have stayed with us and listened in. And if you'd like to download the one pager so that you don't have to remember all this, especially those that I said, you got to get all that stuff out of your head, right? Go to SedonaMedium.com forward slash intuitive support and you can download your one pager about your particular intuitive ability. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to talk to you again next time. Many blessings. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. Information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com. Medium.com.